Hello, everybody. This is SBO Perspectives, and I am Dr. Jack Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Bricato. Yep. And we are here again, our weekly podcast, SBO Perspectives, bringing you that perspective. And this week, we don't disappoint with anything else, a different perspective from a different individual within the district. And John will go through and explain. Yeah, not uh, not a school business official, not a vendor, not a legislator. We're bringing a whole new perspective today with Elena Mascal. She's the district clerk at the Red Hook Central School District. So those of you who are sitting business officials know that the district clerk plays such a vital role in the work that we do as school finance officers. So we thought it best to bring somebody on who has a wealth of experience, who is really involved, not only with her district, but in ESBO New York and some of the planning committees and just really in her cohort of district clerks around her area. So we're really excited to bring you this conversation today. And here's our interview with Elena Meskel. Today on the podcast, we have Elena Maskell. Elena has been the district clerk for over 14 years and currently works for the Red Hook Central School District. Ms. Maskell is a certified paralegal, and she also served as a board of education member for six years on the board where her children attend school. Ms. Maskell graduated from SUNY Albany with a bachelor's degree in history and political science and lives in Sauberies, New York with her husband, James, and her two children, Jake and Harry. Elena, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Elena, it's such a pleasure. It's just great. And, you know, John and I, we've been doing this now. Podcast's been around a year and a half, even over a year, 80 some episodes. We're always trying to bring another dynamic. And that's really the SPL perspectives. Mm-hmm. Each perspective, a different individual, whether it be a vendor or in this case, you know, we understand the importance of the business office and our SBOs, our colleagues, our peers, we, we definitely... We have so many common traits we run into. And so you you being on really gives a different perspective we're looking for that we haven't had. So again, we really appreciate you taking the time. So well, thank you. I appreciate it. And the summer's flying by. So I'll get into it. You know, for most folks, primary clerk duties, right? Have always been like managing the budget vote, you know, handling whether you know mail correspondence comes into the district, you know, recording minutes for the meeting, right? But in particular for yourself. How involved would you say are you in the daily affairs of your district? Um, and then maybe after you, if you can answer that, like what have you seen as any changes over the years? You know, like maybe recent increase in FOIL or, you know, anything that may have changed interaction with the business office. So, I mean, that's a great question. I think that, you know, a lot of district clerks wear more than one hat. Right. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of our jobs, um, differ from each other, but they are essentially the same. You know, we, uh, in my job, I have three different titles. Wow. So, you know, I'm doing different things all the time, Mm -hmm. but, you know, district clerks are really intimately involved with the daily affairs in the district. You know, we, if there's a process server, we have to receive the papers. So a lot of times we'll know about what's going on because of that. Um, You know, we do a lot of stuff with the board, board members, agendas, minutes. We Mm -hmm. work really closely with superintendents, really closely with the SBOs, you know, everyone in the business office, not just the business officials. We work with the treasurers and the the tax collectors. You know, we we really are point person for a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, There isn't any department that I don't work with every day. 
you know, one day I'm talking to transportation, the next day I'm talking to food services, and the next day I'm dealing with a, an issue maybe with the staff and the teachers and or the technology. So I, I think that we, it's changed a lot, especially with the technology, because so much more is available to us. And things like platforms that you can use for agendas or for votes have made things a lot easier for us over the years. And I think that it's only going to keep growing. I think the district clerk position is a really unique one because we are not administrators, but we really serve a lot of administrative roles. You're a lifeline right. <laughs> for the yeah. district. Yeah, the catch-all for sure. You know, you yeah. bring up a really interesting point specific to kind of the different roles and how technology has evolved. And, you know, when we think back a couple of years ago, when we first had to do that, everyone got an absentee ballot because it was the height of the pandemic and nobody could come in. I remember that it just took half of a day to just process the logistics around trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was crazy. Oh so, you know, reflecting, reflecting back on that now, do you think that helped kind of bring us up to speed into the 21st century with technology and, you know, what has kind of been the result of that transformed in your position as just district clerk? So, yeah, hundred percent because, you know, it's like that, that expression, you take lemons and you make lemonade, right? Yeah. When we all, <laughs> we yeah. all learned that we had to send out thousands of ballots to, oh, yeah. to people and, you know, Crazy. everyone was good. I mean, it was, it was so overwhelming and I mean, hours were spent preparation and we reached out to, you know, I'm very lucky as a clerk that we have groups of other clerks that we keep in touch with all the time. And, mm-hmm. You know, we were, oh, everybody always had ideas and we were sharing spreadsheets and people were, you know, coming up with different problems. And, you know, I think it really pushed us ahead. I think it was a great vote. Um, It really was a great representation of record turnout for sure. Yes. Right. yeah. 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 It was great. You know, there's things that I wish we could have done differently, just like anything, but it's like everything you don't know until you go through it the first time. Correct. Yeah, I remember there was just bins and bins and bins of envelopes. And I think if I remember correctly, we actually live streamed just there was, I don't know, 10 of us on camera just opening them and yep. sorting them. So then district clerk yeah, could go yeah. through them. It was crazy. It was, it was yeah. very bizarre. I think that was one of the, time. yeah, I think you had to live stream it. Actually, we had like a big webcam just on the whole cafeteria because mm. I had, you know, all these tables with different people and, and everyone did it differently which was great coming together after it was over because you're like, Oh, I never thought of that. It was a great idea or, or something like that. But I thought that vote, I mean, you know, of course I can say it now because it's over, but I thought it was great because it was a great representation. I knew that the way the vote turned out at the end of the night, that no matter how it went, that's exactly what people really thought. You know, we didn't have less than 10% of the voters show up. Right. You know, so it was good. And it did change a lot of things, you know, and I think it may have gone down in history as probably the most boring live stream, just watching people open envelopes for hours (laughs) and hours and hours. (laughs) So so I actually have a funny story. I actually had a, I had a dry run of my count. I created fake ballots and I had my people come in and work the spreadsheets ahead of time. And everybody's like, you're crazy, but that day, man, when five o'clock rolled around, a well-oiled we machine, ready. I'm sure. 
You're everybody, like, everybody was wow. going. It was like a well-oiled. It was test run. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's yeah, serious. Great. That's preparation, like, man. That's preparation. Well, I, I gotta tell you, just in speaking right now, you look prepared because you got the headset on. Both John and I, we got microphones, but you got the headset, and you're just like the mic quality is on tell, point too. You know? Yeah, I could just tell like, you. You're just you're prepped <laughs> for this. Like even the background setting, you just got everything P's and Q's. I mean, I want to say type A, but you definitely got it. Got it covered. I was a little worried about the Yankee shirt. But you know, I was like, oh, oh no, no. The heck? no, audio no, only, no worries. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it is audio only, but we get to see you now. Yeah. You great. can tell I've done a lot of Zoom meetings, right? Yeah, 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 well, yeah definitely. <laughs> I got a headset myself. So, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about, you know, how you, what you alluded to a few minutes ago, how you wear so many different hats, and I know in, in different districts, how. You know, we had the, the ballots and they were different in different places. And so we know district clerk duties can really vary, you know, from district to district. But sometimes even in SBL, it doesn't need as as the uh, as district clerk. So, but from your perspective, why do you think it may be more advantageous, let's say, you know, for the role to be distinct and separate? And I guess, when do you think that the district clerk SBL relationship is really at its best? So... The relationship is definitely at its best when we work in tandem, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, I I rely on my SBO all the time. You know, my business official is Bruce Martin, and he's, I mean, he's fantastic. I I've been super lucky in all the clerk jobs I've had that I've worked with really great business officials, and I feel like it's. It's a job that I couldn't do because everybody has a different skill set. You know, BOs are civil service and district clerks aren't, you know, or they can be civil service. They also can take like that certification test, you know, and clerks don't have to do that. Right. Clerks are confidential managerial and Mm -hmm. we really aren't in a unit or anything per se. Yeah. Yeah. We work for the board. board. Right. Every year we get reappointed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that the SBOs really deal a lot more with budget, budget develop, mon- maintaining budgets, long-term financial planning. And I'll tell you just from my own personal perspective, you know, that's kind of the area where I tend to fall asleep, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know, you but, don't think budget's exciting? I mean, come on. You hundred. I got all excited about like, opening envelopes. So, you know. <laughs> it's, but it's because I can rely on my, I can rely on Bruce to, to help me out. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's tons Absolutely. of things that I do every day where he's like, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> um, so I, I think the, the SBOs are much more business minded focused, I think, than district clerks really are, you know, any given day, you could be doing a hundred different things. Right. I can't imagine being both the SBO and the district clerk, honestly. I think that's, that's probably a huge role, but again, I, you know, I serve as the secretary to the superintendent and I also do all of the, I'm the central registrar. So there's other districts where the, all three of those positions are different people. Yeah. So I guess you just kind of have to, you know, weigh and measure what you have going on for that Holy day, breath. make your list and just try to get through some of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in your group that you mentioned that your district clerk group, do you see a lot of your colleagues? Are, is it a combined district clerk, superintendent, secretary role, or are they more so split out or is it kind of even? I think it really depends a lot on the size of the district. I think there's a really good mix. There's a good mix of us that, you know, wear both of those hats. And then there are other districts that are bigger where those are two separate roles. Got it. Got it. So in the 
districts where the district clerk and the SBO are separate and distinct rules. Can you speak to how those two work together and how the school business official just really helps facilitate like the budget vote planning and, you know, getting down to the actual budget vote date and working with the board and agendas and all of that? Yeah, I I work really closely with, with my business official. I don't think there's really days that go by where I don't, I'm not speaking with him mm-hmm. on a regular basis, you know, especially when it comes to board agendas, a lot of times I'll reach out to to him and I'll say, hey, you know, this is the time of year when we do our cafeteria bids or, you know, this is the time of year when we have this coming in. He'll say, "Okay," And then he gets that ready or he'll reach out to me and say, hey, there's a reminder. We have an MOA coming up for one of the bargaining units. And, you know, this is going to this is going to be on the agenda. So it's you know, it's a lot of preparation and it's a lot of behind the scene works before you get to the board meetings. You know, I really rely on my SBO a a great deal. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't do this job without him. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that I can rely on the fact that I, he, he knows what he's doing and he can rely on the fact that I know what I'm doing. So when we talk to each other, we can have a five minute conversation. I'm like, okay, great. That's it. Let's get done. And then we go our separate ways, but we need each other to get the work done. Yeah. And I'm sure if we we talked to him, he would say the same thing about you because district clerks are so vital in a lot of the work we do, especially when it comes to budget, just even setting the budget calendar, making sure that the dates are correct and that the notices go out on time. I mean, it's just such a tight knit relationship. I think you nailed it. It's just, you you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. And I know just as an aside, you, you're active at ASBO, right? New York. That's how one of these is why we ran across each other. And I know that that's probably a big help as well. And you know, having said this, right, and you mentioning your process, I think this lends to a lot of the best practices, right? Because yeah. we want sometimes, you know, you you said you guys have been doing it long enough to know, but we want folks maybe coming in, right, who are newer yes. uh, to the roles to get a better understanding, understanding that, hey, this is resource group, as in New York as well. So, and really working with SBO is key here. I think that is the, the resounding theme. So, and I guess, yeah. I mean, and in your opinion, then, Helen, I guess with the move to virtual meetings that we've had, right, and it's been more so now as the pandemic has kind of been, well, it was elongated for a while and now sort of a new normal, right? We're living with this. How do you think this created really like a different dynamic towards public meetings? And what I mean by that is like, you know, maybe the handling of questions or participation of, of, of the public, you know, or interaction. And um, where do you think the business office might play? a roll into the shift of, of these meetings? You know, <laughs> that's an interesting question. The, the online meetings, they were, they were something else, you know, you, like um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I'm a fan, but kind of felt like the wild west for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it right there. I think, honestly, I, I was thinking a lot about that and I think meetings, especially board meetings, school board meetings, they kind of became a place for people to go when they had nowhere else to go. We had people showing up at our board meetings. We had, you know, at times we had over a hundred people and there was nothing really good. Well, I can't say there wasn't anything going on. There was a pandemic, right? But the agendas itself, you know, they, there was very little meat because school wasn't even, you know, we didn't even have kids here in the building and everything was just, how are we going to get through? And, What's changed from the last time we had a meeting and and what's the next thing? But there were so many people watching and there was, 
in the beginning, very little ability to control that narrative. And, you know, when I first became a clerk, we learned that these meetings that you have in public, you have them in public, but they're not public meetings. Right. right? So people don't know that a lot of the time. Yeah. It kind of changed. And, you know, we would be in the, in the middle of a presentation and someone would start, you know, talking to, to someone in their house or someone would just yell out a question and, you know, it was like, wait, what are we doing? And mm-hmm. no one even knew, you know, Zoom meant a totally different word a couple of years ago. <laughs> and now, <laughs> you know, now, you know, you had to learn things really fast, right? Every day you were learning new things about technology and video conferencing. And I think it, it really did change things a great deal for people. We still, in our district, we still live stream our board meetings. The board did start in March meeting back in person, which made things a lot easier for me on the technology end because so you're sitting at a meeting, right? And you're, you have the virtual people out there. You have the, the people that you've, you've live streamed and then you have the people that are presenters that can actually interact with you. And then you have the people that are in person. Correct. And you're running all these meetings simultaneously and it's just, it, it was it, it was quite a process. And, you know, I think it's changed a lot for people. Like the three of us, you know, it's easy now. You can get together with people and you can have, you can do a video conference like that. We wouldn't do this a couple of years ago. Right. So, right. you know, I think there's good and bad, just like with everything, but it was a, it was a huge change. And there were some days, you know, we had, we had one board meeting where we, I still don't know how it happened, but somebody, somebody got into the meeting and started writing things on the screen of the meeting. <laughs> a little bit of a Zoom like, bomb situation. <laughs> What's going on here? You know? yeah. and, and I don't know how to fix it. You know, it was like, so yeah. every day was an adventure. Every meeting was like, oh, what's going to happen today? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I equated a lot to kind of analogous to when everybody had to submit an absentee ballot, when you reduce those barriers to entry, you're going to get increased participation, I guess, for better or for worse, you hope it's for better and that people are more engaged. But, you know, at least like for my district, we've transitioned back to in-person meetings, we still live stream them. But, you know, not, not that our meetings were ever heavily attended before, but when we were completely virtual, we had a lot more participation, there was a lot more activity. And now that we've gone back to in person, it's kind of back to the old thing where you have the same couple people show up each meeting and really, you know, don't even participate, they just kind of watch. So I, I kind of miss some of the participation just because it's like, okay, people are seeing what we're doing here. It's really important. And not to say that people don't value it now, but you know, now that you have to show up in person and you can't participate virtually, you're, you're kind of, we're kind of back to where we were prior to the to the pandemic. But I can only imagine having to to juggle virtual participants in person, participate, you know, people who are presenting. It, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But You've given us a lot to to consider here and you've given us a lot of great advice, but we always like to offer our guests kind of like the final parting words. If you could offer any advice to our listeners, our school business officials, you know, whether they're new in the field or or they've been a veteran, what what would that be? So I am lucky enough to work with new clerks at ASWO every year. I, I, you know, and I've given a presentation a couple of years about what it's like to be a new clerk. And I one of the most important things I tell them, which is probably is going to be the same answer that you just asked is just to find your people, mm-hmm. you know, you know, get your, get your tribe, right. Find the people that you can lean on, let them know that they can lean on you. 
and just be willing to learn from them and teach them every day. And I think if you have a good group of people, a good core group of people around you, you're going to be successful. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning those that may not be familiar with ASBO New York's school business management workshop in the fall. There are multiple Mm -hmm. strands, one of which are specifically for district clerks. So it's Mm -hmm. a great opportunity, as you said, to build your network, build your tribe and get to know those that are going to help you succeed. Yes, 100 percent. Well, Elena, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time today. What a great conversation. Thank you, guys. This was great. I'm really excited. Yeah, see, it wasn't so bad. You're a little nervous. Not a big deal, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to be really nervous when we hang up. But for right now, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Take care, Elena. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in. What a great conversation we had. That was a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh, son. I mean, how do we do this? <laughs> Every week, you know, we just find these hidden gems, right? We uncover these conversations are just going to be so, so instrumental. And even the contact wise, because, you know, I want to say she might be one of the best district clerk in the state. Yep. I can say I got, a, I got a new district clerk. I'm going to tell her right away to go speak to her. My district clerk started last month. So, you know, this is a great, really great resource. So I'm glad she came on. And those best practices and tidbits, I mean, you can't, can't go wrong. Uh, yeah. So. And you can tell just she's somebody who wants to, to assist. Whether or not you're a district clerk or your school business official doesn't matter. Like she has a wealth of experience and she just wants to give back, which is, you know, part of why you and I do this podcast, part of why we're on the board of directors, but what a great conversation and, so you know, prepared, just grateful yeah. for her time. I mean, great, great perspective. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. So with that, folks, a run through the summer, I can't believe the second week now of August, but we're getting through and we're looking forward to bringing you some more great, great episodes. So with that, John, it's all listeners. We're signing off to next week. Thanks, everyone.